One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to The World in 10, your daily look at the world through the analysis and expertise of The Times of London. I'm Cara Bentley. And I'm Bhavani Vadi. Today, we hear from a former speechwriter for Vladimir Putin and look at what will happen to the Wagner mercenaries next. And which city in America is introducing mindful breathing in schools and is buying a football club, now the cool thing to do if you're a celebrity? On Tuesday, President Putin thanked Russia's military for preventing what he called a civil war by defending Moscow against that private Russian military group, the Wagner Group. He also admitted that the Wagner Group had received the equivalent of more than £1.5 billion in Kremlin funding, and that's after years of denying any involvement. Now, today, Times Radio has heard from Abbas Galiamov, who is a former speechwriter for Vladimir Putin. He's now a political consultant. And he's told us that Putin is clinging on to this rousing language, partly because he's in crisis. Putin is trying to uh, overthrow this reality with his words. His belief in the power of his word is just amazing. He really thinks like if I say more and more and more times, if if I go on saying that stability, uh, bravery, courage, motherland, uh, rallying together, uh, solidarity, so it will change the perception of the reality. And he's failing and he's nervous about this. He's coming back over to this again. A senior Russian politician has actually said this week that Russia would, in theory, need a professional army of 7 million people in addition to its conscripted forces to end its reliance on these mercenary groups, which begs the question, what will happen to the Wagner Group and similar groups now that this threat at the weekend has taken place? The Times' diplomatic correspondent, Catherine Philp, explains what some of the theories are. I mean, again, this is very unclear because we don't know the exact terms of the deal that's been struck with Prigozhin. Uh, It seems that they've been offered the chance to either go into the Russian regular military or to join Prigozhin in Belarus. It seems to me very, very risky to pop them on an empty military base there. Um, You know, what what exactly will they get up to? And in fact, I think some of the NATO neighbours of Belarus have expressed extreme concern about this arrangement. It's again, it's very unclear because 
originally it was suggested that those who had taken part in the uprising itself um, would be amnestied but not allowed into the Russian military. Now it appears they might be. I think there's a lot of detail that's got to be worked out and it may be that the Kremlin itself has not worked out all the details because it simply wanted to get this done very quickly and end the march on Moscow that was so undermining uh, for Vladimir Putin. If you want to find out more about the Wagner Group, there is a piece on the Times website and app called How Russia Got Hooked on Private Armies, which explains more. next to Paris, where there have been clashes between the police and demonstrators after officers shot dead a 17-year-old who was driving a car. There is a video of the shooting which shows an officer shouting, I'm going to put a bullet in your head. And the Times' Paris correspondent Adam Sage has more details. Uh, There was a video shot by by someone standing uh, nearby which shows the police next to the car, one with with a gun pointing at the driver. The driver cut the engine but then restarted it and started to drive off and as he drives off, the policeman shoots from point-blank range, hit the driver in the chest and the driver was killed. The the car goes a few few metres further on and then crashes. Police responded by firing rubber bullets and tear gas and as Adam explains, the unrest may continue. The trouble started in Nanterre, with the suburb where the 17-year-old lived, where there were roadblocks, cars set fire. I think there was a school set fire as well. It then spread later on in the night to other suburbs around Paris as well. Fireworks that were fired at, at the police and at public buildings in a lot of different suburbs. And obviously, President Macron and his ministers are going to be very, very, very attentive, watching to see what happens tonight. Will, will this go off again? Um, the last major... Uh, riots of this nature in France were in 2005. They went on for days and days and days. Presidents are going to be very, very keen to avoid that. And we will find out tonight and in the following nights, really. Okay, picture this. It's 2040 and you're hungry and you know what you want. But your artificial intelligence personal assistant is suggesting what you need, and that is vegetables. But AI can also make that plate of vegetables look like pasta and recreate the sounds and smells of eating pasta. VR could even transport you to that Italian piazza to make it even more realistic. Now, this is what Delivery predicts will be the future of eating with hyper-personalised meals, as our tech will be able to tell us apparently exactly what we need. So that's one AI-related story today. And another one is this one. It's a new tool developed by the University of West Scotland which could read emotions by analysing our brain activity and facial expressions. It could help people with conditions like autism. Professor Naeem Ramzan is the director of the programme and told us he hopes it will also revolutionise mental health services, especially when it comes to those services which are done remotely. This technology can help as well to be understand the emotions of the person, of, of the patient that work that's sitting remotely. So, so the doctor can understand their emotions, right? Either they are feeling some pain or they have anxiety, and all these things can be determined. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Cara, I want you to close your eyes, mm. take a deep breath and exhale slowly. Don't worry, I haven't lost the plot. That's the type of mindful breathing exercises that children in New York will be doing from next year. This is because the mayor, Eric Adams, announced that all public schools would have to offer two to five minutes of mindful breathing work every day to help improve student mental health. Yeah, and this includes children from high school right down to nursery or kindergarten, which will be interesting because I've got kids in primary school and they can barely sit still. In fact, they're more likely to pick their noses rather than breathe out of them. Anyway, Cara, inhale. Now, it's not exactly the roar of Wembley. No, that's AFC Croydon Athletic scoring against Frimley Green in eight divisions below the Premier League. But fans are buzzing after the club from South London was bought by some big names. Absolutely. I mean, move over Ryan Reynolds. The rapper Stormzy has joined forces with Crystal Palace forward Wilfred Zaha to take over their childhood hometown team. So has Croydon just got a bit more glamorous? Maybe not, but locals are excited about the new owner's passion for their local club and the new investment they've promised. So I'm down on the 11th floor in the heart of the Times newsroom with Assistant Foreign Editor Gemma Fox. Gemma, tell me what's coming up. We have a really interesting read looking into Wagner's future in Africa, which is incredibly important because it's the lifeline financially for Progosian. And we're speaking to EU security officials who say that they're seeing this as potentially an opportunity to win back influence. So a very interesting piece. And we have another very interesting piece on how Beijing is flexing its diplomatic muscles, particularly in the Middle East. And this is important because it's coming off the back of Netanyahu confirming that he is going to go to Beijing on a state visit, which is before any trip to Washington. And particularly off the back of the China broker deal between Saudi and Iran, it's really leaving the US questioning what its future role is going to be in this very important region. That's it from The World in 10 today. There'll be more tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.